some teachers got busted for um, growing the largest amount of marijuana that was ever seen in the what? county of <laughs> like ever, like with a bunch of stolen equipment. topics we're gonna talk about music that has influenced us from our high school years you want to go first so well i'll go first in kind of explaining what we're doing here so i just thought that it'd just be a really great opportunity for us just you know get to talking about our lives get to talking about great music stuff and also you know just be able to listen to some good music um I was inspired by, uh, I was inspired. So, Pool House, do you, are you, sorry, I, oh, no, um, fine. my date died. That's really, it was oh. like a super big emergency. Tragic. They interrupt the flow of the sevens. <laughs> my partner took care of everything. I'm sorry to interrupt the flow. Thank oh. you to my producer. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. I, I was going to say, if you need to go grab another one. Hey. No, no, we're, we're good. <laughs> I, I, uh, I appreciate it. I didn't mean to interrupt the flow, but that's how it is. We're just, we're live in this too. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is, this is realness. This is like the raw, like, this is raw, real Eminem. We're raw <laughs> This is not fake Eminem. <laughs> this is not like, exactly. Yeah, no, this isn't how to get away with murder or whatever that new thing was. This is the real deal. Slim Shady LP. We or, might be able to help you yeah. get away with murder if anyone wants to talk about that. Just, <laughs> just, <Yeah>. kidding, just <laughs> kidding. No, we can table that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I just thought that it'd be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we basically have the two ends of the millennial spectrum mm. here. So I thought that this would be a great way to just talk about life and how things may be the same, how things may have changed, mm. how like the vibes are, how the, how some vibes are just always going to be what they are. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with that, I basically set it up so that Pool House, your songs are first in the queue. Okay. Uh, Camille, okay. your songs are second, mine are third, and then we loop back around that way. And so I thought like, we could so how do you guys want to do it do you want to introduce the context before the song or after how much of the songs do you want us to play that's a good question because i was like trying to think like can we how about uh go go ahead i I feel like like a minute maybe or less i feel like you i I always feel like okay with like a minute it feels legal i don't i'm not a lawyer i can't say that's true but always just like it's just it's fair use we don't even we don't even need to do a full minute, like, on the actual... You can talk over it, too. Like, that's... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, like, I think a minute's whatever. a good... Now, if, if you guys have an idea of where you want to start in the song, which I know is, like, Ugh. such a weird last... Like, it's so I'm last sure. minute to say that, but... <laughs> but, I like, if you, you have an idea of kind of where you want to start, just let yeah. me know. 
<laughs> yeah, some of us might pick long epic songs. <laughs> like long or whatever. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Okay, um, I love it. Because I've got the whole uh, podcast here, or the whole uh, playlist here. So here we go. So the first one, and at the very least, would you like to introduce the song? Okay, sorry, I was looking at, okay, yeah, let's go to like three minutes in, sorry, sorry, Deadman, I was getting myself organized, so okay, crass, I started with the song, not from my era, so yeah, my high school experience, I'm like, uh, elder millennial, some say exennial, I, I, sometimes I say I'm 52 and much older than that, so we can just, <laughs> like, we can round up, whatever, but like, uh, I was in there in late 90s, let's say, for high school, this song's actually from the 70s, but I don't know, it's, it kind of formulated a lot of like the way I think is this band Crass, which is like kind of like underground famous. They're like a 70s like collective. They they lived in a house together, this kind of like kind of hippie root sort of in a lot of ways, like group of like just outside the establishment free thinkers who got together, couldn't really play instruments. The music's usually not like very good at all. Like most of their songs are like really hard to listen to, but like had a lot of ideas and their ideas are, I guess what you call anarchists. I, I don't necessarily identify as an anarchist, but maybe spiritually a little bit, I guess I kind of am. They're really quit, they're criticizing power a lot. And this song's called Bloody Revolutions. It's just like great. I think it's made for our times because it's about sort of this idea that the idea of revolution is maybe not the right way to go. That you hear people saying like, we're going to take control and these other people are wrong and we're going to take it back. And <clears throat> what does that really mean in a lot of ways? Doesn't that just make these people just the new authoritarians? And I feel like I've seen that happen now in my life going, seeing sort of like in my view, like a lot of progressive type people uh, on the left kind of being uh, on that marginalized side and then kind of becoming more of the establishment and in doing so, in my view, really taking too much power for themselves through things like COVID and stuff, right? And so this song, like, I think it captures all of it. That was a lot. I won't talk as much about my other songs, but I feel like it just really did uh, formulate like, my worldview in so many ways, uh, this band. Perfect. That sounds great. All right, well, let's go ahead and launch into it. <laughs> Our level's all right? Yeah. Great. Yeah, and they're just, yeah. This is actually for them, it, it might not sound good as a song, but for them, this is exceptionally good music. <laughs> Where are they from? Uh, outside, I want to say like Sussex or something. I lived outside of London, for sure. It's okay. like somewhere on the countryside. Okay. Um, they had a house together, and it really formulated the idea, like, I know what punk kind of looks like on a lot of it comes from crafts. They're kind of uncredited in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know the songs aren't like memorable, but I know they actually are. Like, a lot of like, just the look of like stenciling, uh, like graffiti, you know, kind of just that like really like propagandistic kind of look too. They're, they're influenced by situationists, which is like a whole art movement, it's a whole other thing. But the whole idea is like taking uh, art to like a political level. And they did some really big things. They like kind of pranked the media a couple of times and got in like the tabloids for their kind of political stunts. Um, it's a really fascinating group to, to learn about. And they vowed to break up in 1984. That's the best part. They're like, we, you're gonna, we hate ourselves basically. We don't want to become like a fucking dinosaur band. So they set an expiration yeah. date. Orwell's 1984, boom, and they executed it. Oh, cool. All right. Sorry to subject you all to class. <laughs> no, no, I, I love the context. <laughs> Important. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the spring. 
There's like like six vocalists in the band, so the guys and girls. It does kind of go hard here, actually. <laughs> I mean, all of that was that was all facts. This is more the like anarchist uh, streak here, I guess. But it's true, like you know, the idea is like you know that these uh, like whether it's the outer way it manifests, whether it's like Nazis or like Marxists, you know, like Lenin, you know, like that kind of stuff takes different outer forms, but a lot of times these. Uh, the same thing as kind of power yet at the end of the day, and it's like no, it's a yeah. break free from that cycle. There's a there's a better a better way. Absolutely. And so I'll I'll let it roll a little more. <laughs> I rest my case, Your Honor. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like that a lot. I liked, yeah, it's nice to see like music where you actually like pay attention to the lyrics because all of the songs I picked were just like little bebops. <laughs> Those yeah. are important too. I, no, I, I went really heavy for this one, but it, it felt of the moment I had to go for it. It really does. I was like such a crass. I was such an annoying little like reactionary like kind of person in high school. I liked a lot of styles of music, but I definitely was like, I like the most esoteric, like, you know, ridiculous stuff, even though secretly liking some of the fluffier stuff, maybe that's on there, my list also. There too. are definitely some like timeless lyrics there that are like, Oh, yeah. very meaningful too though so that's really cool oh yeah yeah i mean again especially now especially yeah. now mm. I, I i think there's something that just like really draws angry adolescence to like <laughs> punk music you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um because i was again and i know we were talking about this off air just how hard it is to narrow down five songs that are important to you from uh -huh. high school <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. it's so hard and so i had to lose like some bad brain stuff like i had to lose some <laughs> stuff you know nice. but mm -hmm. like no I, I love this i love the message song sounds great you don't find too many punk bands that actually like have song structures where it's not just the same <laughs> that's like, actually tempo. true you know, <laughs> there's a there's real architecture. This is a, a there's movements, I guess you could say there, to this yeah. one. <laughs> I love it. So now and so how, where how does this connect directly to your your experience as a, as a teenager and a young? Oh, girl? my God. Like crass, like really. I was like in 10th grade, I think, when like I kind of started hanging out with these like cool kids or whatever that really were like and in the 90s you have to understand like this was before the Internet. So like to find anything outside the mainstream, it was really through like who you knew there and there's this really is this whole like kind of hierarchy of what was cool and what was not that was kind of carved out probably by like gen x you know like coming from like the 80s and 90s like all the like the record store culture and like the indie stuff and zines and like punk and all these different styles not just punk rock music but like a wide array and really electronic music was the same way it wasn't very mainstream and i was kind of into that too but like it was all very uh much like if you wanted to get into this stuff it was not on the surface really you had to kind of know people and so <laughs> dealing with like these bad punks i guess they, were, they weren't bad they were really cool and 
we made a zine in high school, actually. Like, but the first zine I was a part of called Curious George that I didn't, I didn't leave. I got to write for that kind of caused a little controversy in my high school. And it was like, uh, I was writing at the time influenced by like things like this because it opened my eyes. Like, my dad was a, like a cop. Okay. <laughs> so like, I had like a really, uh, my parents were more liberal for sure, but I had a very, uh, establishmentarian view of like how the world was. And so hearing something outside of that, like, when you're exactly that age, exactly that man, when you're that kind of really impressionable, also seeking out kind of these like, uh, contradictory or, or contrarian things, like, it just was, uh, it was a force. It transformed me. It transformed me, like, in my worldview. And like, I, uh, think, I'm thankful for it because it, the song really does remind you to like, think outside binaries. And at the end of the day, it's thinking outside left or right or whatever you want to, uh, divide up as. And I think it is important to always look for the kind of that, other space the other way that's sick i love it thank you anybody have any 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 other thoughts love high school drama love the zines causing drama Mm. up in high school Mm. i'll admit like i just didn't know how much you wanted to go into that i'm curious because so and camille will tell you like i used to i used to do zines and you know i I had a lot of fun i love it. it Yeah, like it's, you know, it's such a fun little personal project, mm-hmm. again, especially mm-hmm. when you're young. It's such mm-hmm. a fun way to kind of express yourself and sort through like, I don't know, it's kind of like a, you get the dualistic, like your brain is working toward actually just accomplishing a goal. 100%. But also, obviously, it's just such a creative endeavor. So like, mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. What, what, what was the early incarnation of the Backlash Empire? And <laughs> what was this drama with the Curious George zine? Oh, curious George. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of drama in my high school. I'll just say, I guess I, this is maybe too doxy. There was some stuff that happened. We were in the news, actually, for an early sexual harassment scandal, actually, as well as some treat teachers got busted for um, growing the largest amount of marijuana that was ever seen in the what? county of <laughs> like ever, like with a bunch of stolen equipment from uh, two married teachers, actually. Okay, that's too doxy. Anyway, it's way it's hard to find this stuff. Let it was crazy. No, it's fine. Okay, no, no. But anyway, there's a lot, there's a lot of controversy. There was a, there was a lot of controversy. Some, someone got thrown in a garbage can that was like the ASB president. A lot happened in one year, and we published a like, cartoon that's <laughs> like kind of illustrating all of that. And it was already not like it was a frowned upon scene. So we were questioning the school like it was not really about politics really but it was just very much like uh it was about politics because it was all like very like radical kind of ideas like why drugs should be legal like it's it's politics anyway school didn't like it to begin with the cartoon was a problem there was a lot of i was involved in a few of these kinds of controversies i got not suspended i got in trouble for like playing this song um by the divinals called uh i touch myself it's it's a classic song from the (laughs) 80s and 90s that was like uh we played it during the morning announcements i got to help pick music at, at until that <laughs> time and then i didn't get to help pick music anymore but there was a, I had a lot of conflict which is funny because i did come from a background of being really obedient to authority but when i feel like i'm doing the right thing or it's like i don't know i kind of can get around that fear of like being in trouble because i know i'm not like really i'm not really being like unlawful you know what i mean at the end of the day um that was a lot i'm sorry guys and then backlash it just got started it was black and white it, I, there's some pictures i i can i can hook it up with uh with you Batman, and maybe show you some behind the oh, scenes yeah. there's some stuff on my my sub stack but it was very basic very much uh cut and paste much like the crass images if you look at their album so it kind of looks <laughs> inspired by that really just very collage uh lots of text I can't shut up or stop writing things. So there's a lot of thought-provoking things, but it was about clubs and, and conspiracies and like reports from around the, the, the world. It was just me and a few friends just publishing things off and on for 
uh, quite a few years, I guess, for about a decade maybe, until it kind of went dormant and became a podcast. In, did in you Substack. did you ever end up holding on to copies of the zines that you did when oh, you were in high yes. school? Okay. Yes. I have a Curious George. I did one in, like, I went to the movie theater also. We had one called Popcornography that was really good. We only did one issue, but it has such a sick cover. I should uh, publish that one. I've been involved, yeah, with a lot of it. It's always fun, too, when it's like a zine collaboration, because it's hard to kind of fill out like a large amount of content by yourself. So when you're like really like kind of like collaborating, it's just like great. Exactly what you said, that man. A great vehicle for like expression. I don't know if you guys ever like have explored like other people's publishings of like old old zines from like a like <laughs> while while back, but like it really inspired. Like I just, fe- I'm also a hoarder to be fair. But like I every time I ever okay. have received a zine or was involved in a zine, I have some of. Batman's from college. Nice. And, you, all right. Like I have them all in like a shoebox under my bed, and I just feel like all I'm right. just gonna keep on hoarding them. And like I think they're also just a really fun like way to explore how like subcultures and also just like how pop culture mm-hmm. and like politics have like developed over time in like different parts of the yeah. world too. So it's like I think they're like little national treasures, honestly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> They're time capsules. You're right. It's they really are cool. exactly. That was yeah. the word I was. Like. I just said national treasure because I like. They, there's Cage, instructions on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, exactly. And the back of backlash. The back of backlash. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And you know, even just kind of like you can tell when you look at, let's say, like a newer one where you're not really going for the raw, the real raw deal, like Xeroxed version, mm-hmm. like that, that, that reflects mm-hmm. something of its time if you're just like printing it like i i've i today and in the past have been privy to uh unlimited printing based on Ooh. my line of work <laughs> and and so you know so i I'm, I'm always able to just print off whatever i want and so That's that so was cool. always kind of what i did even as a student and even like into when i started working jobs and stuff i, I would just again just print it just off the word document and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like it, that's so different awesome. from straight up Xeroxed, like no, sketchy. Yeah, yeah. But like again, I mean, it, it all tells a story. Zines mm-hmm. are just one example, like a more contemporary, like zines. How we view them are like just a more contemporary example of like independently publishing shit. Like you could go as oh. I don't know how far back that's been a thing, but, like, I think of even just, like, when I was in college, like, researching shit, like, seeing examples of, like, independent publishings of zines and, like, Nazi Germany and stuff. Like, it is really and truly, like, it Uh is... uh I don't even... Wouldn't even just call it a time capsule. I think it's, like, history that you're, like, compartmentalizing. And, like, I I want to, Uh at some point, like, digitize all of the ones that I have in my little collection because I think it's something that should be shared. You should. You need to digitize, but also keep the real thing. And it's, I I feel like they're like pamphlets. Like, you think about, like, Revolutionary War in American history, you hear about, like, Ben Franklin. A lot of, I mean, how you get information out, especially in times where you, your dominant channels are maybe uh, occupied by oligarchs or whatever, you have a way around it. And I think with, like, the... Um, the way that, like, we navigate towards being so heavily involved in the internet, I think it is Mm. a a good tool for communication that isn't as easily trackable as your internet, like, your digital footprint, you know what I mean? So I think it's, like, Mm -hmm. 
it's still a very useful form of communication and like community well, involvement with one another and like spreading shit around. Mm-hmm. Like we're, even if it's just about like shitty memes or like whatever like music related totally shit or if it's political or what have you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. hey, I mean even like one thing I was just thinking about is just how uh how lame and uh Camille, we've talked we've 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 gone at it over whether Kathleen Hanna is is a longhouser and is abusing her husband <laughs> or not. Oh my um, God. But even like looking back at like the riot girl zines and stuff, like that stuff, oh, yeah. looks, it still looks so cool. And like their ideas, even yeah. if I don't agree with some of these ideas anymore, like Absolutely. it's still so cool to just see people just doing something that just feels so subversive and so, you know, unorthodox. And it's like you mm-hmm. can still see that person, even if today, they don't they feel very establishment as opposed to subversive (laughs) well it's a crystallization like of who they were you know at the time or who those people are a lot of times they're groups and so it is it's like i don't know it's it is it's the people have virtually good old establishment crusty but the zine stays forever it's good to see their origin stories their Mm -hmm. villain or hero origin stories (laughs) yeah Decepticon by Latigra still goes hard. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, hey, I love Bikini Kill. Again, I'll still listen even if Bikini Kill is iconic. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, but even if I cringe, sometimes I'll hear a lyric and I'm like, eh. But (laughs) I don't care because the music just goes hard, and I love the spirit. So Camille, now I'm giving the floor to you. Please introduce your first song. My first song is Lil Wayne. Okay, Lil Wayne had he was like. Probably if I had to pick the like top five just artists that I listen to the most, it would be he'd be up in there. Um, I I was such a ride or die for Lil Wayne. My I think that I took a different approach than Pool House did with picking songs. I think what I picked was just what reminds me the most of this period of time in my life and like what influenced what I listened to or like how my music taste evolved and I was also definitely very much so not focusing so much on the actual content of music I was like I was very focused on the sound and just like how it immediately made me feel very emotionally based person over here but um Lil Wayne I fucking love Lil Wayne the Carter 3 is like my favorite album of his um Again, Ride or Die, when he came out with Rebirth, I bought that, like, on the day that he released it, and it was <laughs> Doggy Doo-Doo, but it, I... No, 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 but the songs that were good were good enough to make it They work. were, like, Knockout, that was the very <laughs> first song I Knockout's ever heard hard. Nick ever heard Nicki Minaj on, and I was just like, who is this beautiful, like, what? Like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so this song, I think, is just a really good encapsulation of, like, what made me really, really, really just, like, fuck with him in middle and high school. Hell yeah. Alright, let's launch in. Yeah, I'm on it. Oh, I'm on it. I'm so on it. However you on it, you can get it tonight. Yo. And I'll just say real quick, I've always loved rappers like putting baby and childhood pictures of themselves on album covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And this is the first song on this album, so this yeah. was like the intro. It was such a uh -huh. solid, like crispy uh -huh. intro for me. I was like, ah, mm. like sets the. So tone. you're on the wheezy wavelength because, like, you want this for your first introductory song too. So I like that. This is like it I think like iconic. If someone no, it feels like never, an intro song. If someone yeah. had never ever heard of Lil Wayne, like from the past, I would just go back to the past and I would just be like, here you go, click. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with that. I love it. Okay, so I I think that I was gonna uh, say the most church-like, but then he started like saying saying that it's not like the, I was gonna say it was like church-like almost. It felt like kind of like almost gospel. Like, like I know like. Like a cathedral, I got such a, like, a vibe, but then he started, like, talking about, like, dick sucking, and I was like, well, maybe it's not like, that church-like. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Know, it's the sacred and the, and, and the profane, you know? <laughs> there you go. So, you don't have to keep playing it if you don't want to, but no, no, I I'm, just think that... It's good. I was just trying so, to find a natural stopping point. When <laughs> I hate... Okay, I'm so sorry for hating on Eminem so hard this episode, <laughs> but I will say, like, I think that... If there's a way you can compare the two, I think that these two are both very lyrical, like very rooted in like cleverness with your wordplay. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that this was an example of an artist who does do that, who I just really liked because it wasn't, for me, it wasn't just his wordplay because his beats were really fucking good on this album like his flow was really really fucking good and also like if you listen to him prior to like the whole the carter series of albums like in the like 90s when he started like his shit like he's always oh. just like he's been very like real and authentic this whole fucking time the fact oh. that he put out an album that was him attempting a rock like a punk thing in like 2010 and like everybody shitted on him and he was just like fuck you i don't care and he just like kept doing more shit after that and it did not affect his career at all it wasn't like some bombastic situation it was just him exploring shit he just like is the type of artist who's just seems so genuine like very surface level like you get what you get like i don't know i just fucking love him i love him I love him. I also remember when he, like, OD'd, like, in 2011, like, on Lean or something. It was, like, the actual most stressful moment that of my life. That was really scary. I forgot that. Yeah. I wish you would laugh. I'm really, sorry. really upsetting. So I I'm just, sorry. I have so much love for Lil Wayne. I really love him. And I think that yeah. a lot of his music is timeless like uh, uh, there is shit that's mm -hmm. dated mm -hmm. but it's like th this kind of shit like if somebody started playing a million in a club somewhere like in 2023 on this god-given day like everybody's gonna lose their shit love him yeah. mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, what were the hits from this album i like i love little wayne i'm not hard i'm not as right or die but i do love him what's the um, song uh a million is like the goaded the goaded okay. one yeah, yeah, lollipop yeah. Lollipop. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like Mrs. I, Officer. Mrs. Officer. <laughs> Mrs. Officer is good. Like, there's a good handful of like clear bangers, and then like this. Like, this wasn't one of the like hits from it, good. but it's just the intro to it, and it's mm -hmm. like I feel like mm -hmm. it sets the tone for the yes. rest of the album, and 
like, and there's a handful of other ones that I really love off this album that weren't hits, but there's a good amount of hits. It's pretty... Yeah. I think this album gets a an A plus for me. I'm mm-hmm. biased though. <laughs> I picked it. Sounds like a classic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like the deep cuts are hard on this album. Like yeah. When when it came out, because I think it was what like 2008 or so. Yeah. So I was like on the <laughs> Full House. I know this like sounds crazy, and I sound like a baby for saying this. I was like in, at the end of middle school. Um, and so, like, I was talking to my friends, and I was an annoying, like, real kind of guy. We were, like, in seventh guy. grade when this came out. I love, I like, so. I feel yes. 500, but no, I don't think it's weird. Because <laughs> you're, you're not old. It's just, like, even a few years difference when you're looking down towards someone being a few years younger. No, it's only weird when you actually talk about, like, the years side by side, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? You know, this happens, like, coworkers, like, stuff all the time, where you just all of a sudden, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, you know, I was an annoying, like, real hip-hop guy. Um, I had already begun my anti-radio, even though, like we kind of spoke about earlier, I still caught a few songs, but, you know, acting like I just didn't listen to it. So I was like, Lil Wayne sucks. That was the narrative back then. Lil Wayne sucks. It's like fake rap because that was like the mumble rap mm-hmm. of its time. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, he put me on. He, he was like, okay, I hear you. And again, I loved Millie. I loved Mrs. O- like I loved all these hits off, this, off the album. But my friend was like, yo, you got to listen to Dr. Carter. He said, if you listen to Dr. Carter and you tell me that he's, a, that he's like a shitty rapper, then you're lying. I listened to Dr. Carter and I was like, Man, I was still stubborn. I was still like, eh, I still, I still have an opinion, but this is hard. <laughs> and three P, this is another one it. of those ones. Deep cut yeah. on the album. It's at the beginning, but you know, nobody's nope. going to mm-hmm. the album mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. But if you're an album listener, if you're a real music head, you'll hear the first out, al- the first song on the album. This is the perfect way to be welcomed into the Carter Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne's based. I feel like also a lot of the who are currently popping off in rap are all people Ooh. that are like generally in like Datman and I's like age range-ish like probably younger actually now that I think about it but you know what I mean like this was like our childhood influence of like this is like a big mm-hmm, pop, mm-hmm. like popular rapper that's like heavily like everybody's gonna be exposed to him but he was yeah, good as about- shit no, like a B, like a Biggie or like a Tupac. Like he's on the yeah. definitely like or even Eminem. Like they are definitely like on that like Mount Rushmore or whatever. You know, they're definitely like everyone knows who they are. You know, I remember like, that iconic. scandal where people thought that Lil Wayne and Birdman kissed because there's like no, they a did picture. kiss. Oh, there's they a picture did kiss. Of it. All yeah. the rappers are gay. All of them. I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. to tell you, but just that's a story. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I just remember it. I remember it being the biggest fucking deal ever. But like, he stands strong. He did not get canceled. By the anti-gay rap community, I guess. <laughs> and back then, like that was very cancelable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <No>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For years, like every source, the source magazine and stuff would always just be like, "Who is the gay rapper?" It was like this is the thing that was just like, "Oh, the answer turned out all of them." <laughs> yeah. is, isn't it funny how like all of the like heavy hitters? Of, I mean, mostly I guess like producers and stuff, but. So many of the heavy hitters of the time, like of the sources generation, of people mm-hmm. who have been hanging with the source, like Mr. C, like were gay, and pe- or I, I guess he was with, with trans women or whatever. But like, you know, you know what I mean. And and you know, again, Mr. C is like cemented. He was like he was right? Notorious B.I.G.'s like DJ. Like I think mm-hmm. he was his like personal DJ. 
But again, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like times have changed, and and hey, I'm 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 with it. You it's, know, if you make good music, I don't care. Happy to exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. It's interesting. I feel like this song, it's reverential. I think that's the word I was looking for, but I was struggling. Like he feels like he's commanding you. I feel like he just brings you like to church or at your little Wayne church when this starts. And I felt like I'm ready to like I'm ready to testify. Like oh, <laughs> he yeah. speaks, you shut up and you listen. Like he's got exactly. something to say. Yeah, exactly. It's very powerful, like presence that he has. I don't know. I love it. Hell yeah. Anyways. Wait, Pablo, what's your pick? So I've got a Juicy J one right here. I see we all brought out some heavy hitters for the beginning. (laughs) We knew. We knew what what was expected. (laughs) I love Juicy J. I'm so excited. I love You know me. So Juicy J, the juice man, like this is not OJ because some people may confuse it. OJ (laughs) is also a great juice man, but I'm talking about the original juice man. (laughs) Oh god! <laughs> him being you know, on I, TikTok has been such a weird emotional whiplash for me. Like him, who just OJ being the like, Juice he, Man's on there? Yeah, he's fucking like really? he's just on TikTok. Yeah, he responds to people <laughs> on TikTok. It's fucking wild, dude. It's I mean, he's weird. perfect for that because like all he ever did when he rapped was just basically be the hype man for Gucci Mane. So he would just talk for like 15 seconds, even though it was oh, his song. Oh wait, sorry, <laughs> I was talking about OJ Simpson. Oh no no he he's epic, my bad <laughs> he's a legend <laughs> he's another legend. OJ Simpson is like <laughs> responding to comments on TikTok not not Juicy J I'm sorry no but I am really excited for this because I have like a a deep love for Three Six Mafia so this is gonna oh, yeah. make me real happy. Oh yeah yeah you know I've I I've overcome my uh, my issues with being a Southerner because I was <laughs> creative and liked interesting things so I always held something against the south but hey i'm from here and i do love it i do love being from the south yeah so juicy j riley this one's off of blue dream and lean this is when juicy j was coming back and he came Mm -hmm. back like Mm -hmm. he he was ready like he just he hit us with like i mean that mixtape had 28 songs he hit us with 28 oh. tracks just like off the cuff. We Did didn't even know what was going on. He just for you to in. put 28 so. songs on something and for a, nobody to complain about how long it is says something about how good it is, I will say. No, I mean, if you're in the know, you know this is a trap classic. Because this this was a Trapaholics. This was a Lex Luger production. Yep, yep. You know this. It's, it, he cemented. He cemented. That, that's all I can say. But so I'm going to go ahead and put it on. Like Pat Riley, got them tools for your body parts, like O'Reilly. I ain't joking, nigga. My name ain't Ricky Smiley. Fall up in the club and we start wildin'. I keep a lot of heat, like Pat Riley. Got them tools for your body parts, like O'Reilly. I ain't joking, nigga. My name ain't Ricky Smiley. Fall up in the club and we start wildin'. These niggas out here snitching, they with the rat pack. Hit him with the chopper, that's Ooh. the rat trap. Find him in that trash bag Ooh. off the interstate. House full of gangsta niggas never renovate. You snitching, you deserve to die. Bloody murder. Hating on another nigga cause his trap working. Are you mad cause he fucked your bitch, boy, you a hoe. What the fuck did you expect? A hoe gon' be a hoe. And your hoe was a pro. Fuck every nigga she know. You love a dirty draw, so you can't let her go. You are here chasing pussy. You should be chasing comers. I cut your fingers off and mail them to your mama. I keep a lot of heat. 
<laughs> his delivery hey, so good his delivery his just he you i guys. feel like he embodies the i don't give a shit like what are you what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> like it's so good oh yeah oh yeah and that that's like th that's kind of what why i selected this one obviously it's a hard hitter i tried to come in with like some of my best i didn't want to blow my load but like i just wanted to come through with like a little a little heat you know <laughs> and like this is it you know hey i was a stoner i hardly smoke weed anymore because i believe that they're trying to make everyone psychotic with the weed so possible. like i the new weed is crazy like i i was just talking to my wife about this earlier like this new weed mm -hmm. it, i i can't do it but <laughs> in our true. previous no. episode we deep dived into how crazy this weed is yeah it i i can testify i just i'll add that to the list no it's for real no i don't know the productized version is very different i it's guess too yeah, it just seems good yeah it is yeah. yeah i want i want my dirt weed from 2009 <laughs> please bring it back yeah <laughs> no to be fair i'm from california the bay area so i never had like real dirt <laughs> yeah. weed i guess but like you know i but i still it was not it was not pharmaceutically engineered for psychosis per yeah. se <laughs> yeah when the government gets involved i remember okay never, we don't need to deep dive into that <laughs> whole thing but when they started legalizing it state by state like my best friend was just like i don't like this shit and her reasoning was because of like how it would affect people who actually do use that to support themselves financially which i think is also a very fair point but m my thing was I don't want the government touching and also taxing the shit that I didn't need touched or taxed by the government f dirty claws, the little fingies, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, like that's, you know, cause you know, like talking about background and stuff, you know, I was, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I was kind of an edgy, like I was, I, I called myself like a Maoist. Like I was really into all that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. you know? And like, Obviously, that implies that I was very interested in the government having a lot of say in things. Um, and I, I still, you know, I still believe that I still believe in central planning, but I question it every day because I'm like, well, who's going to be planning? And I've seen what the planning has done again, like with COVID and shit the last few years. I don't like whoever's in charge of the shit we've got going on now. Like, we've mm -hmm. been had the wrong people mm -hmm. in charge but now they're not even good at it like they're not even good at convincing anyone they're not good at like <laughs> playing the game like they don't know how to even wear the costume exactly. you know mm -hmm. <laughs> and they don't even try <laughs> yeah. and that's what's most offensive to me is like they're not even trying to dress it up exactly you know exactly it's a but it's scary to me to be honest i'm like why do they think it's okay to have like a but you could dress weed up all i'm saying is that our, our, <laughs> our government does not have a positive history with its relationship to pharmaceuticals and how it is introduced yeah. to our communities so i just yeah. immediately kind of regardless of what it is if it is something that the fda gets their little paws on or whoever mm. like i'm just no i'm gonna yeah. keep going to the same dude i've been going to <laughs> yeah but i will say I... no go ahead no, no i was just i feel like it goes even beyond i don't know just the drugs it's kind of like anything the government gets behind even if it sounds good things like harm reduction even or ubi which sound good and theory to me like i get very suspicious of when the government's kind of the one 
endorsing it or Wall Street or anybody. Yeah, you know? why Absolutely. would why would you trust something coming from a an entity that does not have your best interest at heart mm-hmm. in any mm-hmm. capacity? Yeah. Like it. Yeah. We openly want to kill you, but try this new way of like it's harm <laughs> reduction. It's like I I don't know. There's a lot of contradictory uh, messages, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I, like Pool House, you know, I, I reached out to you at one point because I was trying to figure out because I have an interest in like the area where where you. For sure. See, yeah, I don't yeah. even want to go into too much detail and like. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's just it's 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 a shame what's happening to cities in this country. Basically, it's every it's everywhere. Like where yeah. I am from, I'll say it's like leading the the charge. But I think a lot of people see California or like Bay Area as uh, like a exception. And it's really just a leading indicator in, in many yeah. ways. Because I've been a lot of different places in our in our look, fine nation, and it's scary <laughs> to see like places like you in Utah seeing like some of the same wow. things or like rural you know rural like Appalachia or whatever. You know, oh, like it's crazy yeah. to see like uh, the same. Pro- like patterns you know i was gonna say like coming from uh like the appalachian mountains area to philadelphia and to see like an even more extreme version of a problem that was existing Mm. there like it's oh my god like also it side note little crazy that people are just posting like footage going over to Kensington and Philadelphia and being like, oh my god, these guys are like, why are so many people slumped over? It's like, what do you mean, why? Like, why is this like, why are you acting like this is a new phenomenon also? This is not brand new. And you're also going to the most extreme place and you're just trying to like get little clickety clicks off of it and it's not even to like do anything to like spread awareness it is you just literally trying to profit off of the fact that you can take footage of people like suffering from Mm -hmm. the opioid epidemic Uh anyways long story short juicy j love love it and i will say again they're a hell of a drug (laughs) hey yeah i will say the drugs are crazy now like all of them because apparently crack isn't even a thing anymore but I still see people that look like crackheads. No, it's exactly right. <laughs> no, there's a, I've seen it observed. Like it's a, there's a shift in uh, yeah, just all of it. It's really crazy. Like just, is it more meth? Know. Is does it shifting yeah. into the methamphetamines? Because I feel like that is also extremely accessible. Yeah, yeah, and the fentanyl component. I think there's some kind of like. Abstracting know abstracting effect it's really strange there i've noticed just the like the tenor i guess of like the streets or the kind of the, the drug culture of the streets has become more like psychotic frankly yeah. like it's, it used to be more you saw a very functional addicts kind of on the streets who were just that's what they were and they yeah. lived on the streets it's very sad of course but the level of kind of mania like you see it like they're looking yeah. like hunched over which is like a sign i it's like you're right methy it's very like methy and like i don't know it's kind of dark and like a little bit terrifying i guess yeah. but, um, the hu- it's like the they're taking like the thing that's very much so like a heroin situation like, exactly the, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, true. it's weird where it's like you get so you like when you're in a city like philly where it's like like even literally today i just went to the drugstore across the street walking back and i just see like a person slumped over like it's it's, it's just I, mm-hmm. a, it's an everyday that, occurrence yeah. mm-hmm. but then like you get the occasional person who's like the polar opposite of that but it is also like definitely drug related and it's like oh they're tweaking I, yeah i was used to that <laughs> that part and now this part is happening yeah no yeah. Yeah, yeah. There used to be one dominant, like popular drug that was taking over. Now it's just it's all of that. Everything, every little uh, thing. Mm. And you know they've uh, taken the euphoria out of the drugs. 
So it's it, not even mm -hmm, like fun mm -hmm, for you mm -hmm. to like fentanyl. From, I have never done it, but from what I well, maybe I have on accident. But I haven't been <laughs> recreationally doing drugs right, since right, the right. beginning of the We've all probably accidentally thing. done a drug that we didn't mean to do at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, but like, before, just like if, if, a checkout. <laughs> but if they were I cutting, I won't speak for anybody else, but I've definitely had mystery <laughs> drugs involved in my life where I was just like, I don't, I, I, I think that's I that. have too. But my ecstasy tabs were probably being cut with like an opiate yeah. pill that is mm -hmm. a lot closer to heroin, which apparently is very fun, as opposed to fentanyl, <laughs> which apparently it's, just puts you to sleep. <laughs> it's a curious adulterate. I don't, there's a whole mystery with that, I feel like, yeah. but I don't know. Um, I do have to go soon, you guys, unfortunately. Oh, man, I'm so I, sorry. No, no, it's okay. I've been having, I'm sorry. I, I can't get through the last of my songs, uh, my assignment, unfortunately. But I had a really, really fun time. I can stay for a few more minutes, though, for sure, okay. but I do need to wrap up soon. Would you grace us with your presence eventually at some other point, please? Please, of course. Maybe we could Thank do a part two or something. We That'd could. Yeah, we should, like, withhold. I know. I feel like I would not have led with this. Uh, like, if I had started with I made, I should not subjected you guys to, like, 18 minutes of crass. But it was good. It was for your own good. And sometimes you just have to do. You're, as your elder, I have to just make you take your medicine. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. Because crass is one of those names I had always heard, but I never listened. And so now I'm, I'm going to go back and listen. Or <laughs> don't, you know, you don't have, maybe you've heard enough, even, you can just read the lyrics, even, <laughs> if you want, no, but no, of course I'll come back anytime, no, oh, this is God. so much fun, you guys are really awesome, and I'm excited for, yeah, your, your podcast to, uh, like, grow and get out there, I'm excited to talk about it, and, like, uh, learn more about the ThinkPad component, I don't think we really got to the bottom of that this time, but that leaves, like, mystery for me to kind of investigate, and, uh, yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll find we'll out in a part two. <gasps> yeah. I think it's, we can have war. So here's my tip for you. You have war. You can like, you should mind that. But you need to like, you can just like dribble it out and like drabs, you know, and like paywall a little bit at some point, you know, but like that's, I mean, you can leverage the lore, you know, and like, uh, and also you have like, yeah, you have co-vouching for like when the lore needs to be like fudged a little bit, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, you can embellish as you need, you know, so I'm excited uh, to see how the, the lore grows from, from here. Thank you. So I want to knock out a few of these rapid fire round questions. Let's do it. I think oh, this is a perfect okay. thing to do. You I'm tell I'm us down. when I'm you down. need to go. Real Please. Fast. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So Usher or Chris Brown? Oh gosh. Usher. Uh, uh, Usher. Okay. But yeah, Usher for sure. Uh, undoubtedly. Chris Brown doesn't have the hits. That's what I'll say. He's got some hits, but Usher's hits are just Usher has way bigger hits. Yeah, but Chris you're Brown is a writer. Because... Chris Brown is a writer, though. Actually, he has written some other hits for other people that oh, actually are true. better. You're right, you're right. But Usher better. Usher hands down, despite the weird herpes thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I like to bring that With up. another we don't freaky girl. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay. Radiohead or The Strokes? Oh, I'm gonna say this controversially, The Strokes. They just uh, I love I do love the Radiohead, but it's actually interesting too because they're both. Uh, groups I probably listened to one album of, or yeah. maybe one and a half <laughs> album, you know, ultimately. So, like, with strokes, and just, uh, yeah, I, I want to oh, be yeah. happy. I don't want to be sad. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. Same. <laughs> All right, so this one I think is really, really in your wheelhouse. I'm excited. So, and I, hey, if I'm wrong about the wording, let me know. Deep House or Classic House? Yeah, you know, all electronic music 
at the end of the day, they're making up all those labels. There's not really much to it. It's like there's kind of a vibe. So you're totally right on your your nomenclature. Classic house. You got to go back to the old school. There would be no deep house without the classics. That's Ooh, fair. Like all the Chicago 808s. You know, you've got to be mm. up in that warehouse, sweating. Respect. <laughs> Respect. All right, uh, George Clinton or James Brown? Oh, that's a really unfair question but george clinton ultimately <laughs> i think just because more creativity like it's, there's a whole universe james brown you get suits and ties you get a whole fucking world like six bands <laughs> with that's george clinton <laughs> that's a total fact okay uh mariah or beyonce oh mariah easy 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 you know beyonce has some hits but i think her music's largely overrated to be honest i think and she really hasn't tried that hard for a hit in a long time her records are okay yeah Okay, bring me a fucking hit record. Crazy in Love, that was like energy. Bring back Destiny's Child, fuck that. Get back together with the girls and bring us some hit records again. She's been on autopilot. Yes! I mean, she's been on autopilot since the Illuminati, so. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Wait, do you guys think she had her uh, first child? Do you think that was, you know, the Beyonce pregnancy conspiracy? Do you want to weigh in? (laughs) I don't know about this. Oh, there's a, le- a, a allegation that she faked the, at least the first pregnancy. There's like Ivy. video. Yeah, it was Blue Ivy, and like you can see, like she, there's a video where she sits down. You can kind of see it was like an interview, and her stomach kind of does fold. I think strangely, she just but... had like some kind of pregnant person's <laughs> version of Spanx on. To be fair, I think that's they were trying possible. to like okay, smooth out the lumps because, like, at the end of the day, she is pregnant, but she is also a marketable entity. So. Wait, but how do you smooth out the lumps on being pregnant? <laughs> With Spanx. <laughs> it's possible. My other conspiracy theory of Beyonce is that she's older. That she's like older than me. That she's been lying about her age. Solange is her daughter. And that like oh. she was like she already she failed. I think if there's somewhere there's like a failed Beyonce record from 87 where her hair's all big and it didn't work out. And they had to remix it, rebrand it, invent a new identity just like Obama. And they had to come up with a whole brand new fiction. <laughs> and they pushed out Beyonce. That's where I'll, I'll close with that Holy conspiracy shit. theory. Just think Holy about it. Shit. You know, let it rinse over you. You don't have to buy in right away. But just entertain it. Just Very interesting. It. Worth <laughs> Yeah. And you dropped, and I'll be quick, you dropped a really interesting theory about Lady Gaga on your episode about Lady Gaga, (laughs) which I I implore the listeners to go out and go and check out because it's it's a tour de force. That came up, but no. It's relevant, but not this focus, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pool House. Well, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming out and yes. being our first, our, uh, such a, a model like, first guest. <laughs> <laughs> I am like genuinely touched. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, we'll, I will be back, of course. We've got a whole playlist <laughs> to get through. Oh, but no, I wish you guys both so much success. Please continue uh, uh, pumping it out. We'll find you guys some other guests. Like, hit me up. We'll, we'll hook it up and we'll find uh, some proper uh, names to, to grace your show when you're, when you're ready for sure. So thank oh. you again. Oh, thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a great yeah. night. You thank too. you. I will talk to you both soon. Have a great evening. All right. Bye. You too. Yay. Oh, that was so much fun. Yes. Okay. Okay.